Hey there, my name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and sometimes, accidentally, in spite of myself, something funny or interesting happens. This is Previously Live. Okay, how's that? Hey, there we go. All right, cool. The degenerates in my community are asking for your pronouns. Can you please satiate them? Oh, uh, she, her is good. All right. Thank you. Now shut up about yes. it, please. God, you guys. Um, all right. You've been suffering. Would you, can you introduce yourself, what you do, what you love about life? And then we can mutually <laughs> complain about the same groups of people for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I am Merrick DeVille. I am a sex worker. Um, and I... I guess have a platform on, on Twitter, um, a very, very tiny one on YouTube, but um, I advocate for sex positivity, um, for feminism. I advocate for sometimes men's rights, um, egalitarianism, and um, I guess like sex positivity and sex worker activism. I talk a lot about legislation here in the United States, um, as well as sometimes in Europe that affects sex workers. Nice. Yeah, I, um, okay, so wait. When, when I first, this wasn't the first time I heard about you, but it was the first time you entered public prominence to me. It was with that goddamn sexual mutual aid thing. Does anyone in chat remember that on Twitter? You've probably seen that term, right? Somewhere? The infamous sexual mutual aid tweets. It was absolutely yeah. incredible. Do you want to, can, can you contextualize that really quickly? Because I feel like you got kind of a bad rap for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, and, and don't make fun of me because I'm dumb, but I think that what people thought I was making was a prescriptive claim, right? Is that when you say how things should be? Uh, yes, yeah. Prescriptive is how you want the world okay. to be. Descriptive is how it is. Right. So I, what I was doing was I was talking about like a hypothetical descriptive um, for a post-capitalist society, what I think would end up uh, happening. And I think everyone took that as a uh, current modern day prescription from me um, and no amount of clarifying really mattered. Oh, they ran um, with it. There were, there were tweets yeah. with like 10,000 likes on that about how yeah. there were people saying that you wanted like state mandated girlfriends. I don't know how that came from the mutual aid portion yes yes i was called an incel i was called a nazi um i was called an ableist peter coffin and angie speaks had a like a podcast episode about how like this was nazi incel shit um there were viral posts about how i want like state mandated glory holes um it was like the whole thing wait Everyone hold was on like, wait, wait, wait hold on i just heard a good idea let's back up a couple of a couple of sentences there so the, the thing that I don't get about this, do you mind if I, I'm going to try to work through the logic as I understand it. And mm -hmm. I want you to tell me if I'm on point with this one. Okay. Okay. So the sexual mutual aid thing, as I understand it, as it makes sense to me, say you got a post-capitalist society. Okay. People aren't paying money for shit anymore. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. All right. However, as is the case in our current society, there are still people who benefit from things like sex therapy or who get the, I mean, who gets the services of sex workers um, because they want to or because, you know, they're not out there, you know, in the bar, in the club, hitting it up with the boots and the fur as well. And one way or another, if you have a decommodified society, what was once sex work now becomes sexual mutual aid. That feels like a one-to-one -to, -one to me. Like, it just, it's the same role, the same social role being filled. <laughs> 
but now it's being done in a communal decommodified sense. Do I have that right? Is that not the point? Yeah, that's that's basically well. So all I was saying was that I think this is what we would end up seeing um, because there is a lot of and I, I think I heard you say earlier that we were on an anti ML arc um, and there are a lot of MLs who will talk about how sex work will completely disappear um, at, under communism. There'll be no need for it. There would be no sort of bartering, no sort of sexual trading of any kind. Like, that wouldn't happen. Um, and I just don't think that that's really realistic. Um, I think that there would always be that sort of thing, no matter what. That reminds what. me of the, um, the types of people who say that once you rid the world of, like, Western degeneracy, homosexuality will fade into nothingness as well. Sex work is literally the world's oldest profession. And the idea that a freer society would have less of it is very, very strange to me. Since moral puritanism and state-like crackdowns are usually the thing preventing it from proliferating as much as it would otherwise. Yeah, yeah, actually. Um, and I think it would look really different because no conversation about sex work is going to be complete um, if you're only trying to portray it as like the kind of sex work that I get to do. So like I'm super privileged. Um, I get to make porn in my house. And that's all I have to do. So that is like one of the, the cleanest, most sort of like ideal, um, I, would, I would say, uh, not positions, but jobs under the sex work umbrella, right? Yeah. Um, and I think this was another problem is that people don't know that sex work is an umbrella term. When they hear sex work, they think that you're walking a track or you're walking a street corner. Um, and that's not what sex work means. Maybe that's what it meant in the 90s, but this is 2021. So sex work is an umbrella term, which means things like stripping, uh, phone sex operation, having an OnlyFans where you just post uh, booby pictures, having a, an Instagram account where you're a bikini model and you have a Patreon and you get paid from your fucking bikini pictures. Like, there's so much that goes into sex work and being a, a, a sugar baby work. too they get mad yes. at that but being a sugar baby you're out there looking for some some yeah. older guy to pay for your shit that's sex work you can't get out of that one right um so there it's it's this like really wide encompassing array of of services or jobs right so i think it's really funny when people say like sex work won't exist under communism because it's like so no more porn we're just going to get rid of all kinds of sexual aids. Like, I just don't think that that's realistic. I think that's a very naive worldview. Because they're reactionary, too. I think because I think what they imagine is that an ideal world is one where everyone is like an austere, steel-jawed farm worker or factory worker. And like they, they work in perfect unison with their comrades for like 12 hours a day. And then they go back home and they have like a trad wife. It's fundamentally a really reactionary worldview. Stalin was a reactionary. A lot of these people stand that guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, I try not to talk about Stalin very much anymore. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it, it's, it's not just that. I think it's also like, it is born out of concern for a lot of these people, but it comes back to these swerf talking points of um, sex work just victimizes everyone who does it. And again, that's not really the case. That's sort of like a patriarchal kind of swerfy, I know better than you, I know what's best for you way to look at things. Mm -hmm. um, and and we, we do need to acknowledge that there are a lot of sex workers who are suffering. There are a lot of like, like I would, I call them like survival sex workers, but there are also people like me. Um, so I have, um, I have some health issues to where, you know, you wouldn't be able to, oh, you want to see, you guys want to see the baby? 
Beautiful. What, what's their name? This is Caesar. Hello, okay. Caesar. Hi. He's a year old, and he thinks that I am his biological mother. Good. He's good. with me everywhere. Yes, my baby. Beautiful. Um, Absolutely beautiful. A little darker <laughs> than Artemis is. I'm sure they look very cute together. Yeah. But um, so so I think a lot of a lot of these MLs are are very concerned because you know when when they think about sex work they think of like um like a lot of women who are actually trafficked um and a lot of women who have to do sex work because um it's how they're going to eat like and women who have to work in strip clubs that don't want to um or women that have to work uh work the streets that don't want to and while I understand that that is definitely um something that is worthwhile to care about um you can't paint such a broad brush that you consider all sex work to be that especially when we're having conversations about like consent and bodily autonomy um and I guess like a hypothetical ideal society in which we don't have the kind of poverty that we have now we don't have the kind of coercive or coercive elements that we have now so like any conversation about um a hypothetical world ooh, stop stop touching stuff um a hypothetical world in which we are uh you know freed of capitalism it's kind of i think a little bit ridiculous to get mad at me for talking about sex work um in terms of it being freed from the sort of the most desperate elements of it well i think that's because they want sex work to be associated with reactionary capitalist values because that helps them preserve the aesthetic they've got going in their head i mean there are plenty of people in sex work situations that are as you said uh in trouble but the issue with those situations isn't really the sex usually kidnapping or trafficking or poverty there's usually the the problem is not the sex bit to me right. condemning all sex work because of the existence of like traffic sex workers or people who are exploited would be like would be like saying it's unethical to have a a, a part-time job uh you know uh, treasure hunting at the beach because there are african slaves who are mining you know cobalt for elon musk somewhere else the digging right. is not the fundamental problem there. It's the power structure that supports it. If you can do stuff freely, I had a, a friend in college, uh, a girl made a lot of money, you know, camming. And for her, that was being able to get through college. That was freedom. That was a good thing, objectively, for her life. And, um, and while it, that may not be the case for everyone, I mean, not everyone's lucky enough to be able to have that kind of relationship with sex work. Usually that's because of something else some other problem you know right so that's that's the situation for me as well um when i first started sex work i was like 18 or 19 i think um and i was doing it because um like i left my parents house when i was a teenager and so uh i just kind of couch surfed like i graduated high school from someone's couch um i didn't really have anything going for me i wasn't able to go to college um I wasn't able to take care of myself. So I ended up working like multiple dead end jobs. Um, I was a pedicabber. I worked at pizza shops. Like I was a waitress. I did all this stuff and um, I have fibromyalgia and arthritis. Um, and I have like a couple of other things going on. So working like that for me is really, really hard. Um, and so when I started dancing, it wasn't by choice. It wasn't because I was like, oh, my dream is to be a stripper. It was because um, I couldn't come up with enough money to get into um, like one of those student living apartments that only pays like 400 a month. Like you only pay yeah. 400. Like I couldn't even get into that. So I was in such a bad situation that I was like, I don't feel like I have any other choice. But then I worked a day shift and I felt like I looked like a wobbly giraffe and I was so awkward and I didn't know what I was doing. And I made $500. And I was like, 
oh, this is what it's like to not have to beg for scraps. Okay. Um, and then over the years, because I was a stripper for six years, I learned to really, really appreciate um, the industry for the opportunities that it provided me. And from dancing and from stripping, I was able to transition into doing uh, porn but I don't work for the porn industry, I work for myself. And so that's why when I see people talk about how OnlyFans is degeneracy and OnlyFans is pushing so many women to do this and pushing them to do that and pushing them to do that, um, I think that it's not, I don't really think that it's a fair or full and like even remotely nuanced to look at the platform because if I had to work for a porn company, I wouldn't be able to choose who I had sex with. I wouldn't be able to choose when. I wouldn't be able to choose my pay rate. Um, but now I have this freedom to where I'm not actually tied down to an employer um, and I'm an independent contractor. So while I'm not provided benefits of any kind, my life is so much better now than when I was like making nine an hour. Yeah, and so I just... Yeah, it's so I mean, because because again, I mean, it's potentially a very lucrative career, as I have been led to believe, you know, I don't have a chatterbait uh, account myself, but you know, I, I've <laughs> the, the word through the grapevine. And um, I mean, in a way, it's it's kind of identical to what happened to me, really, though, to be clear, what I do isn't sex work, what I do is way, way worse than sex work. But um, because, <laughs> you know, after I get out of college, you know, you have trouble with the job market, at least I did, there weren't many available jobs up there and um when the youtube thing took off it's not just about being able to make money it is this utter and co completely liberating feeling that um you have complete control over your ability to make your living which is so so much cooler it's honestly the closest that we're going to get to independent self-employment you know without a much more cohesive culture of self-ownership in this country and the fact that there are people who are opposed to it based on like moralistic grounds when they're supposed to be socialists is really, really weird to me. I have no idea how you could justify that in your head, you know? So I don't know if you've seen this, but the new, like in the past couple of days, the new thing that the tankies are all really, really upset about is um, that I am making the left toxic because I'm bringing horny men into it. Have you seen this? No, I thought they were mad at you because you did 9-11. Well, I, I mean, yes, I did 9-11, but they're mad about, I don't think they're as mad about that. I think they think that's pretty based. I think the reason that they're mad at me right, they, is that's because they like. right. that's what they like, right? Um, they're, the new thing is uh, they found a creepy comment that some lady left not realizing that she was like joking too much over the line. And uh, they screenshot it and are like, spreading it around everywhere and they're like look at this man which like first of all it's not even a man but they're like look at this creepy man this is what merrick is filling the left with i me being a sex worker i single-handedly am like that's destroying a, a communism sexist, isn't it hey fuck this woman look at all the creepy men she's bringing in don't blame the men look at this woman look at this harlot that's a very interesting line of thought to me you know i um but they they do this shit all the time, by the way. And, and it's funny because if you actually look in these tanky circles, these people are utter fucking degenerates. They are um, hateful, <laughs> disgusting, vindictive people. I've seen what they've, what they've done with you, by the way. I really do sympathize because I have a community large enough that I can repel all of it for the most part. It's just an annoyance. But 
there was a time I, do, do you mind if i just run off the top of my head what i remember just just what i remember and i don't have a great memory. yeah i can i can fill in the blanks because i've had many controversies so yeah, yeah please, go ahead. please correct me when i'm done because i, I controversy I, speed run yeah okay so <laughs> i remember at one point you, you took a picture of a dog so then people mm -hmm. said you were fucking that dog so that was one <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. yeah just so that happened mm -hmm. yeah. um and then there was something about you doing a shooting, that you did a shooting. Not <laughs> yes. just 9-11, but there was a shooting a as well. <clears throat> a and, bombing. And they were like photoshopping YouTube video titles and logs to frame mm -hmm. you for it. To the mm -hmm. point where there were actually people unironically quote tweeting it as though they had found you the perpetrator of that shooting. That happened, mm -hmm. right? I'm not misremembering? So I was actually deactivated. Um, they, they did that to me after they pushed me offline because I said, I mentioned the German Soviet access talks. Um, oh, they got just, so like, mad with that one. Dude, yeah. I didn't know those existed until you mentioned them. Because anytime people talk about the relationship between Stalin and, the, and Nazi Germany, I think, you know, the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact, which is what everyone immediately goes to. But the Soviet yeah. access talks are legit like Stalin was just willing to be a part of the axis. And the only reason Hitler didn't accept is because Stalin was greedy and wanted like Bulgaria or something, right? Yeah, I mean, I, this is this is Hitler we're talking about. So they were not able to come to an agreement over spheres of influence. Um, and the reason that people got so mad at me, well, there were a lot of reasons people got mad at me. The people who weren't denying it, because a bunch of people were denying it. They were like, you just made that up. You just pulled that out of nowhere. And I was like, it's really sourced. I found a New York Times article from like 1934 about it. Like I found the transcripts, they're online. You can literally read the entire transcripts. Um, so it really happened. And the, the, the people who weren't denying it were like really, really mad at me because they thought I was like making some sort of moral judgment. Um, and, and they pointed out that like the reason that Stalin even considered that was because he didn't think he was going to be able to work with the allies, which like okay, I, I didn't really care one way or the other. I was just, someone asked a question and I thought they were being serious. So I answered and that was the answer to the question. Um, but By I the way, they'd that... definitely be that charitable to anyone else, by the way. Oh, oh no, the reason why Stalin was actually collaborating with the Nazis and also invaded Poland with them and also split territory with them and also negotiated to try to join the Axis, he was, uh, I, 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 actually, he was trying to buy time. It's like, it's incredible, you know? Very, um, very cult of personality driven. Yeah, it was a prank, bro. Yeah, there was, there was camera. You didn't see the cameras at the German Soviet Axis talks, the guys the, the behind the, the potted plants. Was, oh man, you goobers. <laughs> well, so I, you know, I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't making like a, a judgment call on it then or trying to add a bunch of context to it then. It was just, you know, I was just answering a question and, I, and I'm certainly not trying to, to talk like I'm an expert on it now. Um, I just, you know, this is something that happened. Right. And I guess just me even admitting that, or just even saying that was like, they just, it was too much. It was like a couple of days before Christmas. And, um, it was the first time that when I was getting uh, dogpiled by hundreds of people, it was getting increasingly more and more violent. Um, so I just logged off. I was like, you know what? It, it's it's uh, it's Christmas. Like, I, I don't need to deal with this. So I just deactivated my account for a little bit. And then um, I guess to fuck with me, they decided that... Um, Someone went to my YouTube and they pulled a screenshot of a video that I had privated the night before and they photoshopped it to say why I did the Nashville bombing like the day after uh, or the day the of the that Nashville bombing. Yeah, so they photoshopped it to say that I did it and I didn't actually know that this had happened um, until strangers started to contact me on my other social media and they were like, um, did you do this? 
like, did you do this bombing? Like, who are you? People, people who aren't political, people who are not leftists, people who don't know me were like hitting me up on Instagram. They were finding my Facebook and they were just like, who are you? I, I saw that you did this. Why did you do this? And I was like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? Yeah, and the kind first... of reminds me of how the alt-right treats people online too, you know, with the, the absolute, um, uh, the, the un like not caring at all what's true or not true, just throwing whatever allegations they can at the wall to see what sticks, harassment, bullying, a complete divorce from any sort of human decency. Well, I'm not um, I'm not a person to these people. I'm just a meme. And so being being cruel to me is fine because I've been um, like really dehumanized. Like I, I am just a meme. And, and it's it's almost like a virtue signal to talk about like how much you hate me and to like shit talk me. Um, it like lets people know uh, what you know your values are. I guess for a lot of these people, they're gonna hate you for coming on here too. To be fair. Oh, I know, but I mean, the, the one of the big reasons why these people hate me anyway is because I said that I didn't think that you were like a clan member. So, like, I mean, they they already know that I don't hate you, and you I don't. I, think I don't... Wash is a clan member. Whew, I'm starting I... starting to think back on some of those allegations against you. I don't know. Maybe there was more substance I... to that. <laughs> I did see your incredibly racist boomer rant today where you said that you wanted to uh, exterminate all minorities and that you're a Republican now, but I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. Wait, I can't tell. Wait, is that a thing they made or are you just making that up? I don't, I can't keep track of all the. <laughs> no, I'm just talking about that fucking screenshot that was going around today. Oh, the, the one with the, the Vietnam Lunoi, that one? Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, these, the, yeah, uh, get these Charlie out of my jungle. Like yeah. some crazy, crazy crazy like yeah like, like i'm like i'm that 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 um hank hill's dad from uh from from family guy you know what i'm leaving it at that <laughs> anyway um <laughs> yeah but so so yeah, they decided that they yeah. were gonna uh they decided they were gonna frame me for this bombing and i, I mean I, a lot of people were like it was just a joke it was just a joke it was just a joke but uh i was on a stream with um with uh, Demon Mama, actually, when I, like, moments before I had found out about it, and then I went on Demon Mama's stream. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess they found that the account who made it was connected to, like, some Kiwi Farms 4chan people, or the people that they were communicating with were kind of really sketchy. Mm -hmm. um, so I went on to 4chan, and I found my personal information on 4chan, live on stream. Um, and it was someone who was like, yeah, I know her. She used to hang out with my friend. This is where she works. This is what part of town she lives in. This is the city she lives in. Um, just like talking about, this is her name, like just talking about me. So I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> this oh. is not good. Wow. Yeah. You got like actually sold out Do by somebody. Docs. Yeah. In yeah. your personal life. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. fucking terrible. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, like, that's no, okay. no, seriously. It's that's a, that's an entire other level, you know? Yeah, it was it was really scary. Um, and at the same time, I saw a bunch of people online, I guess a, a three percenter. And if you guys don't know uh, who the three percenters are, um, they are a armed right wing extremist militia group. Um, and one of the three percenters took it seriously. And so they were like digging around on my information and asking leftists for my information and leftists were giving it to them. Um, so I was a little bit nervous <laughs> and uh, on yeah. the stream. Yeah. So, because I mean, I, I pose with guns online, so it's not like I'm just some, like, I don't know. I, there's like an extra layer of why they would want to hurt me. And I had, I had a run in with the oath keepers in, uh, in Louisville when I was there in Louisville. 
um, which is another fucking drama source that actually started all of this. But um, so I found out that like my personal information was was getting out there and this was getting kind of serious. And I was on stream and an attorney from Demon Mama's community was like, you need to do anti-swatting, uh, like you need to take anti-swatting measures like right now. Um, this is how 4chan swats people. This is a thing that they do. And I have never like, I'm like newish to Twitter. I just started using Twitter in August. I don't know anything about 4chan. I don't know anything about Kiwi Farms. Like I don't know anything about any of this, right? So I was like, okay, I believe you. That's really scary. Um, so I got off the phone and I called my local police department to let them know that if someone called in like a bomb threat or said I had a hostage situation, like not to come through my door and like kill us. <laughs> and uh, my husband had to contact the FBI because strangers were contacting me. Like they were like, yeah, I Googled the Nashville bombing and these tweets came up and your name came up. So my husband um, had to contact the FBI to be like, hey, um, are you guys, are, are we gonna get, be getting a visit from somebody? Like, are you guys gonna come by our house? Like what is happening? Um, you know, we need to take this seriously. And uh, the FBI was like, oh God, they said something fucking crazy. They were like, sir, we're the FBI. We've already seen it. We know she didn't do it. <laughs> he was like, okay. Nice but, uh, to know they're on top of that. Yeah, good, good to know they're looking at my account now. Thank you, other leftists. Really appreciate that. But, um, you know, I, I, I handled it with APD. They were like, cool, we will not come through your door and kill you. Thank you for letting us know. <laughs> like, cool. So I thought that that was the end of everything. Well, come to find out that leftists had decided leftists on twitter had decided that i was having like a karen moment i was having like a white woman i need to speak to the manager i'm gonna call the police on a shit poster on a joke moment um so there was a post that was made about me like just talking shit about me for that saying that i'm like a snitch and that went like did did some numbers got like ten thousand likes um, and then people were talking about how I'm dangerous and I'm going to get someone hurt and I'm the one that's going to get someone swatted uh, because I called the FBI over a shit poster. And um, yeah, so now people harass me about that too. So <clears throat> in summary, because you casually mentioned a historical event um, <laughs> regarding war talks between Stalin and Nazi Germany... Uh, leftists perpetuated a harassment campaign centered on the idea that they would frame you for the Nashville bombing. And it got so much prominence that 4chan and far-right military groups picked up on it and uh, doxed your information to harass you personally with such severity that you had to go to the feds. And only after that did leftists then say that you were having a Karen moment for trying to defend yourself against the threat of a far-right militia swatting attack on your house. Do I have that? Yeah, well, so I didn't want to die by the police, so I guess that makes me a Karen. <laughs> I guess the, the true leftist oh. thing to do would have been to let the police kill me. <laughs> or yeah. shoot up my house or whatever. The true leftist thing to do is to, uh, well, you should have known, is actually to collaborate with the three percenters to attack sex workers. It's actually, the, yeah. it's, it's right there in the manifesto. I don't know if you've read it, but. Yeah, that's what, what Angles, Angles wrote, fuck them hoes. Yeah, I should have known. So that's all super cool. Uh, how are you doing these days? Um, I deactivated my Twitter yesterday just because um, I kind of like, 
I like opened up about some body image issues that I have um, because I found this like eating disorder promotion account, like like a thinspiration account. So I kind of like opened up about that and um, I was like, you know, trying to trying to talk positively to people and about like, you should feel comfortable in your own skin. You should feel comfortable in your body. Like it's okay to be bigger. Um, so a bunch of like dirtbag leftists and tankies uh, decided that they were gonna talk about how disgusting I am and how I have like bolted on tits and botched plastic surgery um and like just all fucking day and um then they went on another thing about how i'm making the left unsafe for women and like destroying communism with my boobs uh which are terrible and disgusting so i was just like you know what i i'm fucking done it's, it's it's something like this every day now um to the point where it's really difficult for me to be online because it's such a hostile space for me. Um, I, I'm really like trying to focus on building my discord and trying to focus more on um, putting out YouTube videos because I would like to transition into either streaming regularly or putting out, you know, quality YouTube content. But um, I'm, I'm under, <sighs> like, I want to say something nice and I want to say something positive and good, but like, I'm so fucking stressed out constantly that I'm like, not getting anything done and like some days I don't get out of bed like I don't brush my hair for three days at a time like the fact that I put on makeup today is crazy <laughs> like it's only because I'm on this stream um but yeah I mean they just like it, the goal is to make my like every waking moment miserable and it's it's like every day um so I'm, I'm trying my best but it's just like it's tough because they, they just they never it, it never ends yeah there are um there are like 20 things I want to say. I don't know if I should alphabetize them. So first of all, um, obviously all of this is terrible. I think that it's indicative not only of some severely reactionary tendencies. It's funny, by the way, because the same people who are doing this bullshit to you are the ones saying that I promote reactionary values in the left. Okay. Um, and uh, I think it's probably, it's just funny. I, oh, God. You know, you know we're not going to complain about those people. Look, okay. <laughs> I hope your Discord takes off. I hope Twitter becomes less toxic for you sometime in the near future. I have a strange, almost mystical feeling that there's going to be a large uh, swell of support for you sometime uh, in the near future. I don't know. Just a feeling that I get. Um, the, the, it is extraordinary how vocal, how vocally toxic this segment of the online left is. Because you expect this from the right. I mean, when it comes to like 4chan or Qforms or whatever, you expect it from them. I mean, you know, it's if if they weren't acting toxic, I'd almost get offended. Like, what's wrong with you? You know, it's are you are you wounded? But you expect a little better from the online left, or at least better than this. And you, I mean, how long have you considered yourself a leftist? Um. So I, I think like less than a year. So, so the reason why I joined Twitter, um, I, I had like a sex worker account that I would like log into like once a month and post something. So I don't even really consider that being on Twitter. But um, I guess in August of last year, I made my um, I made my Twitter account. So I started learning about leftism in like June, July, August. Um, so like really new and, and I think I've like tried to be really upfront about, I don't know a lot of things about it and I'm not super well-read in theory. Um, but that was why I was like trying to do the reading theory in my underwear on YouTube thing. Cause I was trying to make theory more accessible for people. 
um, and more interesting and like make it make audio books of it. Um, that did not go over well. That was not received well. So I have not been doing that for some time. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm like a baby leftist, you know, I'm, I'm pretty new to it. And unfortunately, uh, that's the kinds of, the of people who think leftists. Me. Unfortunately, the kinds of people who think that you have to read theory to be a leftist are also the kinds of people who probably hate women. So there's, <laughs> there's probably a pretty strong overlap between those tendencies. You know, I remember one time there was, uh, what was it? Was it Stoya? There was a sex mm -hmm. worker who, who... Stoya, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you remember? Yeah, she read a book. She's she... brilliant. Yeah, I, well, I remember it being, I remember it being mimetic beyond just the porn sphere or anything like that. I think that, I mean, I think generally speaking, people like stuff like that. But the kinds of people um, who uh, fixate on theory are probably also the kinds of people who have very weird relationships um, with their own sexualities, at least in my experience online. Which is a goddamn shame, too, because as it stands, most of the ways that you can entry into these theory I mean, the, the way you encounter these theories usually is by going on, like, um, Marxist.org and just sitting there with a, a web page open in front of you, taking a deep breath and committing like eight hours a day <laughs> to just reading through 200 year old, um, you know, pseudo abstract philosophical literature. Not the best way of getting new people in. These people don't want new people in, you know, they want their crew. And uh, ideally they'd like it to be a smaller crew, I think, because there are probably some people within their company who are, uh, too liberal or too cool that they have to excise. It's that whole social space versus uh, activism space kind of thing, you know? Have you heard me ramble about that before? Uh, may maybe, but something that I noticed pretty early on, um, because before any of the controversy started, uh, it was never about anything that I had supposedly said or done. It was just about like how cringe I was or how I was like adopting leftism as an aesthetic. And I noticed very quickly that no matter what I did or how I did it, um, people were like, they, they would say things like, uh, why doesn't she just go away? No one likes her. And that was what I think when I saw that, that was one of the first times that I was like, wait a minute you don't have to like me. I just need to be effective. Like, is this politics or is this an online friend club yeah, for ex you? Exactly. Because I don't like, think this is a friend club. Why doesn't this person just die? I wouldn't even have a beer with them. It's funny. They're the exact opposite. The, the, the dynamic reflection of the people who say they voted for Bush because they would be willing to have a beer with him over a beer with uh, Gore back in 2000. They're the exact same type of person. A person completely removed from actual political consideration, no broader perspective on the issues all they're thinking of is is this person someone i personally think is cool and that's it and these are all by the way these are all deeply uncool people you want to talk about um appropriating leftist aesthetics let's talk about all these dumb fucks who um who uh, describe socialism the way social democracies exist but then decry social democracies and have like you know the, the chinese flag pinned up in their college dorm my god <laughs> I can't even like I can't even fathom where buying from Amazon a Yushanka to wear over your head uh, and then going online to decry the larpiness of other people on the left. It's unbelievable to me. But these people are everywhere. These these um, hyper performative tankies. Well, I mean, their uh, degeneracy aside, and I guess your attempts to move forward aside. You have any intentions, maybe in the future, of popping back on Twitter if things get a little bit less uh, headassy, or no? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think if if I could just um, if I had a space on Twitter where I felt like I was like mentally and emotionally safe, I would want to go back on there. I just feel right now that it's um, just extremely hostile to me. Um, I'll, I'll tweet anything. I'll be like, hey, guys, did you drink water today? And someone will quote tweet it and be like, um, I heard that you uh, plugged your OnlyFans on um, a tweet about uh, Indian workers being crushed to death. And then you raped your maid afterwards. And I'm like, oh, oh OK. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that you you had a viral tweet about the um, about the, uh, the the strikes in India. And then afterwards, you were like, "Ayo, OnlyFans, hit it up," or something like that. I, I don't. Well, sort of. Um, this is like one of the only things that I do genuinely feel um, really bad about. And like, if I could go back, I would do it. I would do it differently. But um, I learned about the I learned about the strike in India through leftists online, um, and. I saw 250 million people striking, and I said, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. That's incredible. That is amazing. This is what we want. We want workers to be empowered. We want them to stand up for themselves. We want them to fight for their rights. Like, this is what we wanted. Like, these are the things that we want, that we're calling for and demanding for. Like, mass action is fucking phenomenal. So I thought it was this great thing. Um, and I tried to look up um news coverage of it and i couldn't find mainstream news coverage of it very anywhere. little very quiet yeah so so that's what my tweet was about my tweet was about the fact that i couldn't find news coverage of it so basically i said something like um 250 million people are striking in india and there's no western media outlets that are uh, that are covering it right now i found out about it through the power of leftist networking like how amazing is that that was my tweet um, and then I proceeded to make like a like a list, a thread where I showed like screenshots of me searching through Google and trying to find Western media outlets covering it. And I couldn't find anything. Um, and then like later on, like hours and hours and hours later, I found one article that was about the farmers protest. And I was like, OK, well, that's cool. Like I found that this article was written. So that's like tangentially related to this uh, 250 million person strike. So that's that's awesome. And I and I included that. And then um I went to sleep and I woke up and my tweet had gone viral. And I was like, oh, <laughs> crazy. I, I'd never had a viral tweet before. Um, and I was talking to my, my partner and um, he was like, I just, this is great. You have all these new people on your profile, like uh, plug your OnlyFans. Like this is a great opportunity for you to do that. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is a great opportunity for me to do that. Yeah. So I, I plugged it um, and then uh, the first people to find it were Hindu nationalist Twitter. And I don't know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know anything about Hindu nationalists, but they're fascists. Um, and India is um, India has a massive uh, sexual assault and rape problem, and uh, women are not treated well there. So they don't like women, um, and they certainly don't like sex workers. And they found my tweet, and they were losing their fucking minds about it. Um, and I think I said something where I was like. Some guy was like, got a hold of my, said he had got a hold of my porn and he was going to like distribute it or whatever. And he was like calling in other men to start trying to harass me about it. So, um, 
this is a, a little tip for baby sex workers. If men start harassing you about your porn online, tell them that not only does it not bother you, but that they're going to spread you around. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Um, they're going to spread your content around and they're going to make you money. And I promise you, they will fuck off. So this is a tip for baby sex workers because they don't want you to make money and they don't want to help you. So they will stop harassing you and they will leave you alone. So I did this not realizing that people were going to screenshot that out of context As and then you put were it up being belligerent about the original tweet well no 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 they 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 said that that was evidence that i'm a grifter and that i just do things to piss people off because i think it's going to spread my only fans around um which could not be further from the truth because i really don't like the negative attention um it's very very stressful for me isn't it crazy <laughs> how every single time <laughs> the online left gets mad at you they end up allying essentially with fascist groups to do so super yeah. super super wild i'll be yeah. so i i saw the the post underneath i don't know maybe it's a, it's a little tacky i'm gonna be real though without the stigma towards sex work if somebody made a tweet about that and then they were like hey i do political live streams come check me out i don't think anyone would have minded i honestly think the main reason people mind it not not just because it's you because they do hate you but even if you remove the sex work stigma, I really don't feel like people would have minded that much. I mean, for God's sake, people put viral tweets and they put those 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 fucking the seaweed uh strip like the, face strips, the face strips. strips, and then the shiny the lights, lights in your bedroom yeah. and the big mm -hmm. seal pillow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they put that under everyone, and it's they everyone knows they took fifty bucks in their DMs for to to put them there, you know. Um, yeah, people usually just lightly make fun of that, you know, at worst, yeah. it's like, eh, yeah, 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 you know, but people hated you. There were people calling you racist. I saw that. I remember that, too. There were so <laughs> many people calling you racist that I thought mm -hmm. for a second, oh, God, maybe I misjudged her. And I had to, like, dig through 50 pounds of Twitter bullshit before I found the original thing they were mad at, because, of course, they never link what actually happened. What they do is they talk vaguely they essentialize you know oh merrick yeah. just used a viral tweet to mock the struggle of indian union strikers or so but once you dig through it it's it's nothing so yeah uh, i okay. got called racist for noodle gate a couple of weeks ago that was pretty fun i don't know if you know what noodle gate is What's noodle gate wait this has to be the last one because i'm debating one of i think these people in like 10 minutes so this has to okay. be okay 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 um, so so man i did we didn't even get to talk about the faked uh, inward screenshots but um noodle gate is when I went to a pho restaurant and um, I ate noodles silly to uh, make my partner laugh. Um, and I like took the, the, what is it called? The little ladle that they give you. And I like put the noodles on it and I like pretended to like throw it up onto my face. And like, I missed my mouth with the noodles and they fell and they landed into my shoe. And I thought that that was really funny. And so my partner was filming me doing that because it's stupid and funny. And it was like, I was just being ridiculous. So uh, they, they like uploaded that video in response to one of my tweets, just like making fun of me. Um, and somebody took that, posted it. It was seen 45,000 times. It was quote tweeted like 200 times. Um, and they said that I was uh, making fun of Asian culture and that I was mocking uh, people with disabilities so that it was racist and ableist. Do you think it was racist and ableist? 
I think that I was eating noodles stupid to make my partner laugh. I don't. I don't. I don't pretty, know that being goofy is a pretty compelling case on both sides. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that being goofy is racist and ableist. Last time I checked. I um. You know, I really can't blame you for taking a sabbatical from Twitter. What with it being what it is. I, uh... Oh, not to distract from that. But I think this is the level you're on. You know what happened to me recently? What? I, um... I'm not a huge music guy. I'm trying to listen to more albums in my spare time. What little? Oh, I remember I that. And you said that you were going to listen to all music and people got really mad at you. Yeah. But before yeah. I said that I was going to listen to all music, I said, um... I said that a genre that I liked was electro swing. Now people made fun of me for it, which I can accept because I understand that it's juvenile YouTube e-boy 14-year-old <laughs> type of music. But anyway, uh, when I said I like electro swing, and of course Anthony Fantano was in the replies, he was making fun of me. But um, <laughs> that got quote tweeted, and if I remember correctly, there was a tweet. It had 8,000 likes, and I think it began something like this. Ah, electro swing. Exactly what you would expect from a pedophile. And it went on to the whole 240 characters. And it was unironic. And I couldn't no. believe it. The, mo the most, like, the, just anything. Just, you know, just a square peg and any hole you can find. Um, some people are just insanely fucking hateful. And they need to touch grass. And maybe that is ableist, Corviday, but I'll say it. I think they need to touch grass. And I just, I can't imagine getting that mad over anything. There are people that I hate online, by the way. I mean, there are content creators and individuals who I think are immoral and destructive people. Um, mm -hmm. I cannot, I, I, my feelings towards them are a pale ghost compared to the feelings some of the people online have for you and have for me. They wake up every morning and the first thing they think of is you. And then they go asleep every night. And the first or the last thing they think of before sleep takes them is you. They, it's their entire lives rent free um in their head just angry hate jerking it to me constantly and then going on twitter to tell me i'm white and then oh, going oh. back to hate jerking it the people calling you white are busting mad lows <laughs> to your content okay there's no there's there's two they're in too deep okay in every no. conceivable way um it's no. There's, no there's no there's absolutely no other way and i'm sorry by the way can't gate your content that hard i'm afraid um uh. <laughs> I I really am sorry. You know, it's um it's exhausting for me and I have a larger defense squad for you. It must be unbearable. I really do hope that things get better soon and I'm not trying to make this some like victim wah wah type thing, but like nobody should be forced to experience the kind of stuff that you've experienced. It's ridiculous, but we can't even talk about it. You'll get made fun of just for talking to me and I'll get called a simp just for sympathizing with you. The one community online that you would expect to be sympathetic to this kind of stuff, which is the online progressive community, isn't. Because you knew Stalin talked with the Nazi powers? Because you're a woman? I, I don't know. It's... Well, the, I mean, the reason they don't like me is more than that. The reason they don't like me is because a large ML account accused me of sexual harassment because I made out with someone in my hotel room when she was in the same room. Like, that's why they don't like me. I remember... And then I remember yeah. drama about that, but it feels like it was so long ago that I don't know the details. 
I, I I made out with someone in my hotel room, um, and this girl was also in my hotel room. She was in another bed. Um, she had been attacking me pretty viciously online, but uh, for a series of unfortunate events, she ended up being in my hotel room at a at an, a protest that we were at in Louisville, and um, I made out with a guy. She was pretending to be asleep, but she heard it. So then she spent, she blocked me, and then she spent three weeks on Twitter going around to every large lefty female account that she could and telling them all different like bad things that I had done. Like she went to a very large female redheaded bread tuber um, who now has problems with me. She went around to a lot of girls who just have large follower accounts and basically told them all different variations of bad things that I had done. And then when I was getting canceled for sexual mutual aid, she accused me of sexually harassing her because while she was pretending to be asleep, she heard me make out with somebody. I'm trying to piece together the details of this that I remember. I, the only thing that I really remember is it going on way too long and going way too hard um that, yeah, that wasn't she's... meant to be euphemistic by the way i um <laughs> no, no no she said that i like well the thing is like she lied about everything she said that i had sex next to her which i didn't and then she said that i knew that she had all this sexual trauma which i didn't i didn't know anything about that um and then she said that i like put people's lives in danger and i refused to cut my fingernails and i was like lying about being a medic but like none of that happened um, so she just like fluffed it up with a bunch of terrible right, accusations we're getting, we're and then the entire thing turned on me. Look, I'll say, I'll yeah. say this much. Okay. Yeah. Cause I can't, cause I can't vet every, I think I know half details. Yeah. I don't remember this. Yeah. The, the one thing, the one thing that I know this very, very clearly is that the closer the drama gets to high school bullshit, the less seriously I'm capable of taking it. When adults have problems with adults, <laughs> you should, you should contact them directly and, talk and about resolve it. it. Or if it's something heinous enough that you know that direct contact won't do anything you can speak about it publicly but i remember those weeks and it was just on and on and on and it was like this thing and this thing and this thing and every claim and accusation was so essentialized it was never he this specific thing happened here it was always this grandiose accusation about how some unspecified behavior you would engage in means you're this or this or that and um and anytime people do that, I mean, without fail, it almost always means that they're lying. Or at the very least, that they're taking a situation too seriously and hyperbolizing any of the problems within it. I've done plenty of questionable stuff over the course of my streaming, but you can usually tell who's making a good or a bad criticism based on the way they make it. When people have a specific problem, they mention a specific thing, they have a link, they have a timestamp, they don't like that, they explain that they don't like that. If they don't have those things, if it's just some vague hatred, I mean, if they had something to say, why couldn't they, you know, say it? Why abstract? I mean, I, I made several attempts to, to reach out, but yeah, it just, it was, it was really petty high school drama and, and it, it's so stupid even explaining it, but then it, it turned into this, this huge thing. And now that's why it's open season on me because of that. So... Um, yeah, it, it was really dumb, but the consequences that it had for me were incredibly outsized. Well, um, you're down sometime in the future that you can come on here and we can complain again. <laughs> um, if, if I were to come back on, I would want to talk about uh, sex work issues and I would want to talk about like legislation and yeah, maybe yeah, something more. more. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you shout out whatever socials you can that you can shout out on Twitch? 
Yeah, sure. So I'm Merrick DeVille on Twitch. I'm also Merrick DeVille on YouTube. Um, and then I am Merrick DeVille on Instagram. So if you guys want to find those three, um, that's where you can find me for now. And then at some point, uh, I will be reinstating my Twitter, I'm sure, because I'm hopelessly addicted and I can't stay away. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll be announcing on any of those others when I come back to Twitter. Thank you very much for coming on, Merrick. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, always thank fun. You for I'm gonna me. miss you on Twitter, by the way, because you're you're you know you're a good shit poster too. So it's it really is. <laughs> thank awesome. you, thank you. Well, take care. Maybe I'll okay? be back soon. Okay, bye.